transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Episode of Coffee and Contemplation. And that's okay with me, because I'm your host, Old Heart, aka Jared, aka whoever the fuck you want me to be. I am sitting down here with a cup of coffee, trying to ripen up my coconut as best as I can. Because honestly, I needed to record a podcast today, dear listener, if you're out there. I just like I've been like on my ass for so long, it feels like. I've been I'm just going to be honest real quick. I've been laid up with like a, uh, what I found out was a herniated disc in my lower back. It's been fucking bugging the heck out of me. It's been dealing with it for like a couple of weeks now. And I, I've been like, I'd missed a bunch of podcasts. I'm just, so I've been late on a podcast. I know, I know. And honestly, it's just, it's been a bit much. So I'm kind of just like glad I got the gusto and I'm here recording this podcast for n- Probably nobody, honestly, but, you know, maybe my own psyche. Either way, I'm here, you're here, potentially, and we're going to talk about something. We're going to really talk about something. You know what that is, though, folks? We're going to talk about Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, It came out in 1979, and I, like, honestly, I just rewatched it, and... It definitely is like the like weirdest Star Trek I think I've seen. Like the old series, like the original series, if you can stand it. Uh, and I say that because it has a lot of like, I don't know. It's just not, it, some of the parts about that show do not age well. And I will say that in terms of like how the, how the women are received on that show in general. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the motion picture. The 1979 Star Trek The Motion Picture. Because at one point in time on Old Heart Radio, I made a pact with the dear listeners that I could take anything back to Star Trek. Uh, it was me and Yellow Teeth, and uh, we, both, we both have a fiery passion for this series. But the movie is kind of crazy. So it released on December 7th, 1979. I had a runtime about, a, it's 132 minutes. It's over two hours long. You have to like Star Trek to want to watch this movie. Definitely. Like, this is not one like your friend's going to be like, hey, uh, you heard about this? Let's go, let's go check it out. It's like, yo, I'm already a Trekkie. I'm going to drag you to this fucking movie. Uh, it did make $139 million at the box office off of a $46 million budget. So it was a success to some degree. And honestly, I mean, obviously Star Trek is still a huge part of uh, the fandom and and sci-fi and pop culture. like the Star Trek Discovery. I don't know if anybody's been watching that. I'm caught up. I'm waiting for season three. It's fucking awesome. And what where they're at in that show. And then you see like all the history of it. It's phenomenal. 
how much they have built on this this idea that was just like a, a shitty series at one point in time. Um, so the the cast came back. You know, William Shatner's there, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Doohan, Walter Koenig, uh, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Joel T- George Takai, Paris Kambeta, uh, and Stephen Persisis Kambata. Excuse me, and and Stephen Collins. All were like the main cast in this movie, and uh, they, you know, just get dive right back into their characters. The outfits in this movie, though, are insane. Like they used to have Star Trek uniforms, right? The original series had like the yellows, the green, the blues, the uh, the red shirts. Uh, everybody knows Next Generation has uniforms. In this, they're definitely wearing some very '70s looking gear, like. Like, it's supposed to be set in the future, space age, all this stuff. And, like, the, the, the get-ups that they're wearing are, like, they're, like, backup singers in a fucking disco band. It's kind of weird. Um, but, you know, whatever. You just kind of jump right into it. Apparently, though, so, uh, the original season, the original series ran for three seasons, right? And, uh, back even as far as 1968... Uh, Roddenberry had first proposed the idea of a feature film at like a world at like a sci-fi convention of course because that's like where you get everybody to like throw out like random ideas man like at the conventions you just like you, you like ask them a, a question that puts them in a corner and then they're like oh my god yeah a feature film would be awesome yeah of course we bring everybody back and but apparently it took a while to get this off the ground it took a while to even get somebody to commit to writing it at, at some point in time uh they they had a list of people that they were looking for because if like around 1976 uh, uh paramount finally approved kind of an eight million dollar uh budget to like start working on this um and so they were looking at all sorts of people, like George Lucas. Oh shit! Shoutouts, shoutouts to uh, Evil L. Shoutouts to Uncaged. Shoutouts to Mooner Six. Shoutouts to uh, Castle Roll, my fellow co-host. Shoutouts to anybody listening out there. You're awesome. Shoutouts to the Are You Afraid podcast. Are you afraid of are of Are you afraid of Are you afraid of the dark? A local Olympia podcast. They're fucking awesome. They're hilarious. They're doing like live podcasts at conventions now. It's fucking rad. So shout outs to them. Uh, anyway, so Star Trek the motion picture. So like, so they were like looking up. Like they were trying to get George Lucas to write the fucking project. They were trying to get Francis Ford Coppola to do it. Uh, they had a list of other names like James Goldman. Uh, even at one point in time, I heard that. I read that. Uh, fucking Ray Bradbury had pitched some ideas uh just just I mean it sounds kind of kind of like they were really trying to get like the top tits to get to get on this project um let's see it 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 was finally a treatment like a 20 page treatment from uh a couple of blokes that was called Planet of Titans Planet of the Titans that was sort of like one of the first things that got eked out. And it was essentially Kirk and his crew encounter beings they believe to be the mythical titans and travel back millions of years in time, accidentally teaching early man to make fire. So like the ultimate cardinal sin of the Federation. Like, right? Like, you're 
You're interfering with a species. <laughs> Your own. <laughs> anyway, that movie did not obviously happen. That shit's fucking crazy. Uh, with with the, although the studio accepted the treatment, um, I I just don't even know. I mean, like, where where did that movie come happen? Uh, I don't know. I wish we had that, but apparently that was never like a thing. So so they tried to like sort of take Star Trek back to its roots a little bit. And anyway, this movie, so the motion picture, what actually happens is they uh, they encounter a, a, a giant AI system. What they don't know is an AI system. But at the beginning of the movie, it destroys a couple of Klingon ships and the Federation uh, goes to investigate. And Kirk just shows up, Admiral. He's an admiral in this movie. He shows up and he's just like, fuck it, I'm taking control of the Enterprise. We're going out there. I have the experience. Uh, everybody just kind of comes together, right? It's fucking weird. It obviously doesn't really make sense how they all come together, but they do. Um, anyway, so, uh, they go and investigate, and what, it's kind of cool because it's this, like, sentient, giant, like, sentient, uh, machine flying, floating through space, coming back to Earth, because what it turns out is it's, it's one of the early Voyager satellites from the 20th century, that is finally, it got like, it, it, I don't know, somehow got, uh, so much information that it became aware. And so the end of the movie, Stephen Collins, character, Decker, who is like, <laughs> he's the dad from seventh heaven. I don't know if anybody gets that reference. Um, but he basically gives his body to the machine so it can become a new life form and it becomes this like hybrid machine man it's fucking intense but like the dated 70s effects really make it kind of weird so like the lighting is really crazy you have a lot a lot of like greens and reds and blues and like you have just a, a lot of color but it's all super cheesy. Like, it just looks super cheesy. Um, the acting is obviously what you'd expect from the original Star Trek crew. It is fantastic and, and too much and too little all at once. Uh, the movie itself, like I said, apparently it took a while to get it going. But eventually it, it took off. And it, it made enough money to keep keep things interesting. I mean, obviously Star Trek grew into a huge cult of people. I mean, I mean, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not one of those weird folks, but like, I love Star Trek. Uh, but you know, I, I can put it down. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Some people don't put it down. And, um, this movie definitely helped usher in the era of the Trek. I will, I will say that. Uh, filming of the motion pictures, like the first scene was filmed on August 7th, 1978, uh, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I mean, I wonder, like, I wonder what, like, the energy was on that set because everybody knew that they were making magic. Like, that's the thing. Like, people wanted the Star Trek movie. And in that funky, weird 70s environment where everybody was probably, like, a little high on something or other... It was probably a good time to film. I mean, you're just filming like random space shit, right? 
uh, <laughs> I mean, how hard could it be? We've also we've all seen Star Trek, or at least parts of Star Trek. They don't really go for the throat when it comes to like, you know, shitty act, shittily acted scenes. They keep it all, baby. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, apparently, the planet Vulcan setting in the movie was created using a mixture of on-location photography at uh, the uh, the hot springs in Yellowstone and set recreation. So they were kind of like shooting on sets as well as on some on locations for some things. That's kind of cool. I don't know. This movie just like it's just fantastic. It's like I said, if you're laid up with a herniated disc, uh, I would highly recommend watching Star Trek: The Motion Picture. That being said, that's another episode of Coffee and Contemplation. I hope that you listened to me ramble about this uh, because honestly, why the fuck not? Uh, if you didn't listen, that's okay. You could have you could have started it and stopped it, and then we could have all moved on with our lives. But I'm rambling still, so. Dear listener, I want you to go out and use your brain for good. Every day's a great day to ripen up that coconut on something you may or may not know. Uh, you know, sharpen that tool. Uh, and honestly, have patience, have love, have compassion, and go out there and use your stick to keep it on the ice. <laughs>